0: being agile as a business agility is becoming increasingly important and i'm not talking about the uh, the, like the 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 software development methodology agile uh, you know there's agile there's lean there's all these different models i'm not really talking about that what i'm talking about is agile in the truest sense of the word so if you look online which i do from time to time you can see that agile is defined as the ability to move quickly and easily. And so that makes sense, doesn't it? Agile, move quickly and easily. So why is this important? Well, like I say, the pace of change is moving faster than ever before. And businesses, organizations of every kind Need now more than ever to be able to adapt. So there could be uh, changing uh, conditions in the market, the economy, uh, the um, the fiscal policy uh, in your country, the uh, the societal pressures and norms are evolving, and what's becoming unacceptable in society is changing faster. And with media and access to information, uh, the, the news is spreading faster as well. so so your ability to be agile and to adapt as a business to yeah to trends, but also to you know the underlying trends, the underlying direction that society is going in, that your market is going in, you know the arrival of new competitors with innovative products and services substitutes that Perhaps, you know, you hadn't seen coming uh, people learning to live in different ways and, and looking to improve, improve things for themselves and their lives. You know, your customers, what's happening to them? I think um, being agile, if you think about it also from a human perspective, the ability to move quickly and easily doesn't necessarily mean you're an Olympic sprinter. Doesn't necessarily mean you're a gymnast. Doing tumbles and flip flacks and all that sort of stuff. It's in the context of your life, being able to move, being able to change position, being able to, yeah, adapt quickly, i.e., quickly enough and easily, i.e., without the friction that means you're getting in your own way. And almost on its highest. Level in a business context, if you're organizing yourself and your business and your team to be empowered to react quickly and with that flexibility to either things that might be changing internally, the unintended consequences of changes that you're making, which can happen sometimes, and what's going on. In the external environment, so what are the needs of your customers and how are they evolving? Then being able to be empowered as an organization to recognize those changes and perhaps even lead the change, you know, disrupt so that you're at the vanguard of it. Then my view is that looking at how you are organized as a business, whether it's a business of one or a business of a a million and one, then I think that the concept of agility applies to any business and pretty much any sector. So if you're in business, then hopefully you're in competition. Hopefully you're better than the competition. Hopefully you're competing with yourself and seeking to be better than the business that you were yesterday but being in competition with others is is good because it means that there's a market there it means that there's a need for the service that you offer unless you're breaking through into a new level in which case you're first to arrive in the market in which case congratulations to you you truly are a pioneer so remaining agile if you're in that situation is key to keep you ahead of the curve because these days people can see what you're doing And by the way, you'll want to talk about it because you want other people to know, so they buy your products and services. And if you don't remain agile, then potentially those fast followers will be right on your tail and ahead of you in no time. Changing customer demands. I mean, they're huge. Customers' expectations, we're all customers, we're all people. They're rising faster and changing faster and evolving faster than they ever have. And the tools that we have at our disposal today to help us to move faster also help others move faster. And again, like I say, you don't necessarily need to be an Olympic sprinter, a gold medal winner, but you need to be in the race. You need to be in contention and moving quickly and easily, therefore, is crucial for any business. So how do you become more agile as a business? Well, I've got five things for you to think about today. So if you want to create an agile culture, then, hang on, culture, that's the first thing. <laughs> culture. So what does an agile, agile culture need? An agile culture needs people to collaborate. It needs people to be creative and to work together to get things done. So being agile starts with your culture. Do you have a culture that creates trust and actually relies on trust to be successful? That's a real positive pressure to put yourself under. Like I say, whether you're an organisation of one, working with other people to deliver a service, who might not be actually employed in your business, or if you've got tens of thousands of of people working in your business, creating a culture that's founded in trust, that's founded in innovation and creativity, and that's a champion of working as a team, I think is vital. And to get that trust, to get that teamwork, and that you know collaboration on innovation. You need to involve your people, involve your team, the changes that you need to make. Your people need to be looking out for those changes because one person can't detect everything that's going on. One person may have the vision, absolutely, right? But one person can't have their radar on horizon scan all the time, and also have enough attention to put into what's happening today, what's happening tomorrow. You need to engage and involve your people in creating this culture of trust and of working as a, as a team. You know, things like having clear goals, things like having high levels of uh, self direction autonomy and ways that you can communicate with each other that make it quick make it easy and again that will help you with your engagement of your people too if you have got a culture like that so agility moving fast effortlessly number 1 relies on a agile culture number 2 is about focus now there are lots of businesses in fact every business that i've joined has had the same problem we're trying to do too many things at once so a lot of my career actually has been based around actually trying to help myself and help others to understand what the priority is if you've got a list of priorities that you know is the length of your arm or leg, or something longer, (laughs) then you're gonna be lacking in focus. And if you're lacking in focus, you're not gonna be able to move quickly and easily. You're gonna be um, held up. You're gonna be almost like wading through mud, wading through quicksand, and that's gonna slow you down. So prioritize those three to four to maybe three to five key things that must be done. And only when those priorities have been achieved should you then go on to the next one. Sounds really simple, but you can embed this in your culture. There's a book called The 12-Week Year, which I'm a big champion of, The 12-Week Year. And uh, The 12-Week Year is about, one, creating a scenario where your year is actually 12 weeks describes annual planning as a bit of a myth a bit of a made up you know construct that yeah compartmentalizes time but doesn't necessarily provide a congruent experience with the reality of how the human mind works so basically the human mind the the, the brain really needs at least 90 day reminders of what it's supposed to be doing. Otherwise we get distracted and just keep adding more stuff onto the list. So the 12 week year creates that excitement at the push to year end. And it also creates that excitement as the start of a new year, every 12 weeks instead of every 12 months, and it really advocates a focus on the top three to five priorities and making sure that those priorities are responding to the key strategy for your business. They're key enablers for bringing that strategy to life. So incorporate that kind of approach into your business. And by the way, if 12 weeks seems like too long to you, then great, make it less time than that. And then revisit those priorities on a quick cycle. So to be more agile, be more focused, and focus on fewer priorities. And the third thing to, to do, to create an agile organisation, is to focus on empowerment. So I was once in a meeting uh, and told that empowerment is a bit um, of a business bingo jargon word so apologies if uh, if that's how you feel about the word empowerment how else could you describe it accountability responsibility freedom to create freedom to challenge actually in a way it almost comes down to being able to make decisions that you are suitably qualified and experienced to make without having to you know, jump through hoops, get everything signed off, without the bureaucracy that sometimes comes with particularly bigger businesses or with businesses where the founder or, or owner or, or leader feels the need for whatever reason to exert a level of control. That level of control can crush creativity. It can slow things down. And if you need, because of the market, to... Move quickly and easily, be wary of putting these bureaucratic processes in place. You need process, don't get me wrong. And I'm going to come on to that in a second, but make sure those processes create value. And like I say, we're not really talking about agile in the software development context or lean in the manufacturing context. But that principle of mapping your value chain and making sure that every step you take creates value for the business, creates value for your customers, creates value for the people that are operating that process. The way to do that is to simplify those things as as much as you can and is to delegate decision-making responsibility to the point where it's needed as often as you can. So, empower your team. That's step number three. Step number four, I said I come on to process, is automation. So, to be more agile, to be able to move quickly and easily, it makes a lot of sense to automate as much as you can. Now, there's lots going on in the digital world to help you with this. So, whether it be Um, automating and scheduling non-essential contact with people, with customers, with suppliers, whether it's automatically generating a production or procurement plan, whether it's the first time you do something, write it down. So it's in a manual so other people can uh, pick it up and implement The steps easily get the process right and then put it into a system so that as much of it as possible is done automatically. And so then you can focus that human contact on those human interactions where that human contact is valued higher than anything else rather than simply administering transactional elements that, you know, the human connection gene are less value creating for. You know, you use all the tools at your disposal to automate as much as you can, to be as agile as possible. The, another part of automation as well is a kind of the, the human automation element of it. And again, Lean talks about daily management. So um, how can you have a Daily method or a weekly method, depending on the cycle in your business. That means that the you look at the key metrics, you communicate the key um, steps that need to be taken in a cohesive and efficient way, and you share in this stuff in a timely uh, way as well. So again, that whole thing about being able to respond and react to both internal and external changes, means you've got that regular pulse, that regular pulse going. So automating your processes and systems as far as you can and automating and repeating that regular interaction with your daily stand-up meeting or your weekly stand-up meeting or your weekly check-in on a Teams call, whatever it might be, to really drive that agility and make sure, you know, that if you have any meetings, again, they're contributing to that value stream. And number four is to have a fallback position. So don't know about you, but it's quite hard to predict the future. Very, very challenging. And you can use a lot of time looking to predict exactly what's gonna happen. But if you want to be agile, you need to have, like I said before, one eye on the horizon and one eye on the here and now. And so building as much flexibility as you can into this culture we previously described, into the way that you plan, again, quarterly planning helps you with some of that flexibility. You're not tying yourself down for a whole 12 months and then unable to react to what might happen that means you need to kick in with your plan B. Do those kind of what-if scenarios. Always have a plan B. Always have a plan B. Always have a fallback position. When uh, Richard Branson bought Virgin Atlantic, he did a deal with Boeing so that he could return all the aircraft if things went wrong. You had a plan B, a just in case. Justin, nice bloke. So, yeah, it's important to not get preoccupied with what the worst case scenario could look like when you're doing your plan B planning, because it could be you've based your plans around a, a mid case and there could be a best case scenario as well. That could cause just as much pain and stress if you outperform and you haven't got the resources to be able to meet the demand. So these things kind of link together really, but making sure you're spending some time focusing on plan B, what if, helps you to stay agile, helps you to stay flexible. And now I've kind of lost track with which number I'm on. So obviously that that was number five. That was number four. So (laughs) note self. Put the numbers against the notes before you start talking, Roberts. Okay, good. So five ways then that you can become more agile as a business. One, have an agile culture, which enables and actually enshrines the whole principle of trust. Number two, focus. Focus on as few priorities as you possibly can between three and five, and don't add a new one until you've, delivered on those. Three, empowerment. Create that autonomy, particularly on decision-making. Number (laughs) four is actually automation. So automate whatever you can, make communication as frictionless as it possibly can be and frequent. And five, have a fallback position, plan for the unexpected. So. If you can become more agile, more able to move more quickly and more easily, not just as an individual, but as a team, as a business, as an organization, then that can increase your ability to adapt. That can actually push you ahead of the curve where you're able to anticipate what's coming down the tracks, enabling you and your business to really go about achievement and get the benefits of being able to celebrate that success. Being able to protect the downside risk of whatever it is that you do so that you've thought about what a plan B might be, and you can quickly put that into action and you've got those relationships that are born out of that culture of trust. That means that when you move, you move quickly, you move easily, and you move together, all of which takes you steps towards your goals as a business and to fulfilling your purpose. I hope that's helpful. Be agile and have a great day. Thanks for listening to People With Purpose. I hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey. Please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review. At Tell all your friends. And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.